talk. Man, that sounds like some yeah. really incredible, incredible work. So, so we spoke about we spoke about your customers, competitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all being a newer company, are, I'm assuming there are bigger players in this space. No, we're first to market. What? And so that's that's another thing, <laughs> bro. No, no, you, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Y'all don't realize how crazy how crazy the yeah. opportunity he has yeah. or, or what he's doing right now with this company. Can, can you please explain to people yeah. what first to market means? Because that's like, because not only is he at ah, you go explain it, explain yeah, it. I'm, so. I'm Welcome to another episode of Tech is the New Black, your source for discovering experts in the technology space that are giving exclusive secrets and information, all meant to help you break into this industry, scale in tech, and maybe even start your own billion dollar tech company. Y'all have a really great guest today that I'm super excited to interview. He is doing a role in tech that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be really honest. I love being a sales engineer, but low key, low key product is probably my favorite. It's probably like my favorite thing in tech. Now, I've never worked in product, so maybe it just grass looks greener on the other side. Nevertheless, the product space is really fire. So, of course, not only do I have a uh, not only is my guest in product, but my guest is actually a senior level in the product space. So I'm super excited to interview him. You know, as always, we got to put some respect on a guest name by reading off their bio. So I'm going to go ahead and read it off for y'all so y'all know who we're talking to. <laughs> so Jamie is a husband and father of three with years of experience in the mortgage space. He transitioned from originating home loans to working and building out digital products for mortgage lenders in need. Jamie, thank you for being the guest on Texas no New Black. No problem, no problem. I'm glad to be here for sure. Yeah, man, yeah. man, thank you so much, man. Thank you for your patience because I know you was reaching out and yeah. and I was like, man, and I was like, dude, like when you reached out, I was, oh, this would be super perfect. This would definitely work out. And then I didn't think we were gonna be able to have you this go around. Then ended up working out to where we were. So I was like, man, thank you so much, dude, for being flexible. No, no, no problem. No yeah, problem. but I guess in product, to some degree, you have to be flexible. <laughs> no, for sure. That, that's kind of the name of the game. You know, never, yeah. nothing always goes according to plan. So you got, yeah, you got to kind of be flexible. That's super real. So let's let's jump straight into it. So you are a senior level product manager. Yes. What. What is what is a product manager? What does that look like? Yeah, that's that's the big question. I I think uh, product management looks different at different companies. Um, if you're looking at a fame company, they it, it just looks different in different companies. So I'm at a, a, a what company? A, what, what's a, what's a fame company? Fang, if you like Facebook, Apple, um, Netflix, Google, Microsoft companies like that, product yeah. management looks a lot different. But I, I'm at a small startup, mid-sized yeah. startup. Um, so product management at my company is a generalist. You kind of do it all. So mm-hmm. you you kind of help with some sales, you help with some um, user experience, you help with some development, um, you do a lot of product management, you um, a lot of project management, you kind of yeah. do it all. But in just the, the bread and butter of it all, you try to help represent the, um, the customer, the yeah. user um, in the development space. Um, and so you have to be the voice of the client as, as best as possible. You don't always have a CSM rep or a salesperson in our development room. So um, we don't always have that perspective. So my job is to kind of be that voice of the customer at times or and try to do the best that I can, yeah. at least. Um, not only be the voice of the customer, but be, be the voice of the business at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we happen to be in the mortgage tech space and I've spent most of my career in the mortgage industry. And so this tech is kind of like very close to my heart. What the what we do is very close to my heart and I know how it works and how it should work. Okay. Um, so that kind of gives me another perspective to, to make me a good uh, product manager because I, I not only have that mortgage ex- background, but the user background as well. Okay, cool. So you have a mortgage background, yes. but so how long have you been in, in, in the product space? Yep, so I've been in uh, product probably a year and a half now. Okay, cool. Um, so I worked my uh, about 10 years in the mortgage space. Okay. Um, I kind of did everything in mortgage from processing to underwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, more recently, I was like a op- um, VP of operations for like the largest like black home lender in, in the country. Uh, dope experience, mm-hmm. but I think from that experience, I, I learned a lot of things. And one thing that I did learn is that the mortgage process can be a lot easier and a lot smoother for people. Um, and one way that we do that is through tech and um, how we kind of serve our clients and users. Um, and then I found a startup that was kind of building some dope tech that was going to mm-hmm. make this mortgage process a lot easier. So I, I hopped on board and jumped in. So how did you... How exactly did you discover or find this startup? Because I mean, yeah. it's, it sounds like a perfect marriage. Because yeah, one, yeah. 
you product to mm. your extensive background in the mortgage space like yeah. how did you find because one of the things that i see all the time like people people hit me up and they're like cyrus you know i'm in i'm in healthcare cyrus i'm a teacher how do i find something in tech that's specific to this yeah. thing that i already have an affinity for have experience in yeah i think um i think a lot of people that that watch your show and, and follow you are trying to transition in tech yeah um, and I think they look for different ways to jump in and they I think they sometimes they plan to jump in and not know anything yeah but they might be missing out on a, a golden opportunity is that they already have domo domain ex if they have a career yeah they likely have domain expertise in an area or so okay and so if you've been working in healthcare for 10 years and you want to transition to tech maybe you don't go look at Google maybe you work go work for a healthcare tech company mm -hmm. if you work in fitness fitness tech you work in construction go work for a construction tech company and that's what I did I yeah. knew that um, I wanted to kind of work in, in product work in some type of technology space I knew my background was in mortgage um, mm -hmm. so I met, I leveraged my domain expertise as a, as a mortgage professional and found that company um, luckily for me, I had a lot of great relationships. Um, I didn't burn any bridges when I worked, and I, I just good. I maintained my relationship. I, I really um, value all my professional relationships because you never know when a door another door you might never open. Never know. And luckily, um, this this startup, a lot of the people I knew from my first mortgage company worked at this startup. Wow! And so, from my first job, ended up being like the like a lot of the same person that was like my manager and stuff like that so it, it was a dope it was like it kind of full circle yeah man like, that's that's really experience. good yeah, yeah it's so important not to burn bridges yeah yeah because of, because of things like that especially yeah. in this space one of the things i've i've learned is that in the tech space in, in general it's a very small space even though it it's huge this tech is bigger than people that aren't in tech realize mm -hmm. because when people hit me up they're like well you know how many companies are hiring for tech i'm like there are literally tens of thousands yeah. of either tech companies or, or, or tens of thousands of openings yep. for a specific role that you're looking to do in tech. But even though this space is is massively huge, it's also all connected. So yeah. everyone knows someone that knows you. Yep. And especially after you've been in tech just for a year, everyone knows someone who knows you. Mm -hmm. So it'll behoove you to make sure that you're moving with a certain level of character and a certain yeah. level of integrity. So you how did you get into product management yeah so when i first transitioned over they they really wanted me on board not to be their, their product manager just because i had a lot of underwriting background mm -hmm. and so what an underwriting is in the mortgage space is somebody who reviews all the documentation and, and kind of signs off a loan said hey you're approved to buy this house or refinance and so they really kind of pulled me in just for that expertise say hey, mm -hmm. come over here be an uh, underwriting consultant tell us how to teach this computer this ai machine how to think like a mortgage underwriter mm -hmm. um, so that's what they brought me over more of consulting kind of you know help the developers kind of build out the technology type mm -hmm. thing and but once i got in there i was like all right yeah, I like this. Like, mm -hmm. I, I can do this. Um, and then so I started kind of doing more research about tech in general and kind of like, where do I fit in in this big picture? Because, yeah, I can tell you guys, like, how to code this product. Like, I don't know the coding language. Yeah. But I know what you're supposed to, like, build. Like, mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to tell you guys how to build it. But I think I can be more of a visionary and help plan out the future of this company yeah. type thing. So I started just having a larger scale conversations with folks and told them, like, look, this is what I'm doing now. This is what I want to do uh, in a couple months. Um, so I'm going to start preparing on the sideline to do this role as you mm -hmm. guys build up and, and kind of prepare a table for me type thing. But um, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to master this. What I'm, I'm master this first, but then I'm going to jump over here. And yeah. then the opportunity presented our presented it um we hit, we went through a couple of chief product officers um and then you know we had some other changes in leadership other people got promoted so naturally i kind of just elevated a little bit so it, it was definitely a blessing but i, I grinded i'm not gonna lie about yeah. it i didn't just come in and do my job i came in you went above and beyond yeah and tried to do somebody else's job too and eventually got the job that I wanted for sure. Man, that's so good. I know uh, people, mm -hmm. one of the things people are fearful of 
is that they think, well, well if, I'm, if I'm doing all this extra work, maybe it'll go unnoticed or maybe mm -hmm. like no one will, will really care. That wasn't like a fear or a thought of yours at all? No, because I think it's also the environment. So I'm, I'm not at a big tech company. So um, I'm at a startup. Yeah. And so I'm a generalist. So, so everybody see does. You. Yeah. Every, and I can touch a lot more things. And I think when you touch a lot of things, your impact can be seen a little bit more. Yeah. And so we got to a point where, and, and not only do I, was I able to touch a little thing, and I knew a little bit. I'm not going to mm -hmm. act like I, I didn't know a little bit. I knew a little bit. but A, a little I, bit in terms of what? So um, what separated me from, let's say, some of the other people in my position was the fact that um, I went in and did some studying on the technology, and ah, I learned the software a little bit. Yeah. So not only did I come in with that domain expertise, I kind of did a little background like knowledge and, and learned some other skills mm -hmm. to make it so that I, I can do more than just my job type thing. Um, and I think that that really was the game changer for sure. Yeah, I love it. So so just to um kind of kind of go through the checklist real quick. So one thing is that you you made sure to find a company that you had like skill set in already. Mm -hmm. So it's like, OK, this is a, it's a tech company, but it's a mortgage uh, tech company. Yep. So I have extensive background in mortgage. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing. Second thing was or this thing to mention is okay, make sure that when I'm going into this company that I'm not just trying to just do my job, but that mm -hmm. I'm going above and beyond. Yeah. But I, I don't think when I got there, I didn't have the mindset that I was going to go above and beyond. Yeah. I think when I got there, I just saw the, the, opportunity, the opportunity. Yes. And I was like, yeah, I'm about to milk this. Yeah, like, but that, <laughs> that takes me to the third point is yeah. you going to a smaller tech company because mm -hmm. probably the number one thing that I see is that when people are telling me, yeah, I, I finished a boot camp or I finished some course or, or I finished college, whatever it is, I'm trying to get in tech. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to shoot to the big tech companies, yeah. which I, I'm always like, man, why, like, why do y'all like, why are y'all doing mm -hmm. that? Uh, and so people oftentimes are overlooking the opportunity at these smaller companies. Yeah. And I've always I've known, OK, the opportunities that are there that you can grow with the companies. But I never really thought about the aspect of, oh, because the company is smaller, there's much more visibility. Yep. So as you're killing it. So, yeah, if, if you're at a larger company, mm -hmm. and you're killing it, you're going above and beyond. Like not only is there more competition within that larger company yeah. because there are other people competing for that next slot that's about to open up, mm -hmm. but also there's much less visibility. Fewer people see you. Fewer people yeah. know you. The only people that know you are the direct team that you yeah. work with. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you sharing how you being at a smaller company, there was significantly more visibility. Yeah. Uh, and also being because you're at a smaller company, you're generally you touch more things. You also you get experience in those areas and you mm -hmm. can have a different conversation when you start to. Uh, plan out your career so at a smaller company i you know i deal with the csm team on a regular basis mm -hmm. so i i hear customer complaints I, I i deal with the developers on a daily basis i know what their uh pain points and roadblocks are i, yeah. I deal with compliance i deal with the the uh the the testing qa teams and things like that and so it also gave me an opportunity to say hey what actually do i really want to do and so because I work at this small tech company, because I touch all these different things, I decided I wanted to do product. But I could have very well said, hey, I want to do QA, or I want to go into the CSM route. But I was able to figure that out because I'm at a, on a smaller company and I touch all those areas. Mm -hmm. And I found the right one for me um, at, a, at, a, at a Google or Facebook, nothing against them. But when you get into the, those companies, um, and this is my outside um what I see from the outside, you kind of stay in your lane type thing. You're hired for a particular job yeah. and you don't really get involved in other people's jobs so much. Whereas a smaller company, you can do, you can try to do everybody's job. Yeah. Cause when you first yeah. listed what you do in product management, yeah. my mind was like, Oh, I was like, how's he doing all of that stuff? Because everyone yeah. that I know is that's in product, but mm -hmm. they're at like larger companies. Yeah, yeah. They're just doing their role. Yep. And so I know, at first glance to people, it can sound scary, yeah. you know, because even in my ears, it's like, oh, man, you're doing all of these jobs, but you're just a product manager. But it's yeah. like at the same time, though, that gives you further experience yeah. within one within the company and the business. So that way, again, now you're a greater resource to mm -hmm. where you can get promoted faster. Yeah. But two, it also gives you incredible value in terms of. OK, now, if you want to even do something outside of your company, yeah. like now you have experience in these other roles. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, and, and though you might, I might be touching a lot of different areas. I think the 
the the main point of being a product manager is is just very simple. It's like, look, I want to make sure our team is building the best pro, um, product for yeah. our users that users need and that they value. Yeah. And sometimes that means I have to be a QA tester one day. <laughs> that means I have to be a CSM one day, or I need to be in the development room all day one day. And so um, at the end of the day, you know, product management, like I said, looks different everywhere. Just at my company, in order to ensure that the team is building the right product that the users want and need, I need to kind of touch all areas. Yeah, no, that's good. That makes sense. And in reality, that will make the best product manager because a product manager in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. they're working with the manual QA team mm-hmm. to, to get feedback on the product that's been yep. put out. They're working with the developers um, who are actually coding and, and, and creating the technology. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, they're working with the the, the CSM. Like they're yep. working with these teams to hear, okay, what's the customer feedback? They're working yeah. with maybe tech sales or sales engineers and being like, okay, well, what, what features our mm-hmm. customers asking for and demand yep. next. So it only makes sense that, okay, instead of playing the game of telephone, mm-hmm. actually putting my hands on it and actually yep. getting my hands dirty and doing this yeah. myself. They, they call product managers like, like the baby CEO sometimes. Like, ah, and, like and that's it. like a for real thing they call them. Um, yeah. I don't own the company. I'm not a CEO. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's definitely not that. But, you know, because they have to take ownership of the product yeah. at times and, and just be involved. So they yeah. definitely are called baby yeah, CEOs. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the product is just a, a shrunk down version from the entire company. Because mm-hmm. the, the company in and of itself is just a mashup of, of mm-hmm. multiple products. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I, I could see like a, a product manager, especially just being over again one suite of product or yeah. a suite of products within a company. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. Like the the um, the baby CEO. That's yeah. that's really funny. So so touching on okay, so you're, you're the product manager. Mm-hmm. What product or technology within your company? No, actually, let, let's backtrack. Let, let's pull back. You're a senior product manager. Yeah, so I'm, I'm did, the did, only did product they, manager. They didn't mm-hmm. hire you on as that because I know you were doing... So mm. wait, wait, you're the only product manager? Yeah, I am the product manager at my company. Wow. How, how old it's, is your company? Um, we're about uh, three years old. Oh, so it's um, really... Okay. We do have a chief product officer now, though. Okay, cool. Um, so we do or see, uh, SVP of product, um, and that's my direct supervisor. Bro, I know you notice already. I mean, you work at the yeah. company, but in my head, I'm like, man... That's such a huge opportunity. That's mm-hmm. significantly bigger, I yeah. think, than even working at a at a fang company mm-hmm. because it's like, as your company grows, it's like it's a lot. It's e- like, it's even even up. new people that that mm-hmm. come on, it's like you will be the most like senior yep. person, yeah. and so you're in, like you're such a valuable resource to mm-hmm. your company. They would not want to lose you yeah. because you you know more than the vast majority of people that are going to come on. Yeah, it's, it's very strategic. Like, I didn't have this, like, mindset when I first joined the company. Yeah. I didn't know everything that was going to happen. But at this point, um, and the way that our company is structured, like, it, it's definitely a setup. It's a lot. Like, I'm going to do great. Yeah. Um, so long as I, you know, do my job yeah. well and continue to master the product and continue to be the voice of the clients and, and be personable and, and have mm-hmm. healthy relationships, we're going to be solid. Uh, and we're going to, you know, keep doing great work, and I'm going to continue to grow. Like, I, I planned it out. I talked to my, my supervisor. He's aware of what my goals are, so we, we try to do our best to kind of stay aligned. But I want to see the good. company be successful because I know if they're successful, I'm going to be. Exactly. Too. So, yeah, yeah. Man, that's that's good. So, uh, so to what I was about to ask, so what, what product? Uh, well, I guess it's everything that's there because it's, it's a newer company, it's a younger company. So, so for those that don't understand, with uh, and, and if anything that I that I miss or anything you want to piggyback on, feel free to. But okay. for those who who don't understand how things work, whenever a tech company starts, so think of Instagram. Let's think of Instagram for instance. We all know when Instagram first started, what was it? It was just pictures. Mm-hmm. It was just pictures. You could double tap. I think maybe maybe you could comment. Maybe yeah. you yeah you could probably comment at the time. That was it. it was it was double tapping, commenting. There were no DMs. There yep. were no stories. Yep. There was no going live. There was no uh. There wasn't much you could do. And so imagine when Instagram started, that was it. That was their only feature or maybe their only product. So they might have just had one product manager or one yeah. senior product manager, but then realized when Instagram added stories and when Instagram eventually added uh, being able to go live and mm-hmm. and when they added things like the DMs and then they yep. eventually add reels and they add all of these other things that we see as the company grows, they get different product managers 
to kind of oversee those those products. Yep. And, and maybe there, there's one or two or three senior product managers that are overseeing like all of the suite of these different products to make sure they're turning out well. And of course, we can get into the weeds of the manual QA people having to test out the features and test out the products, all of that. But at the end of the day, as it grows, the person who was there earliest, like let's say, let's say Instagram kept their same original product manager mm-hmm. who was there at the start. He will most likely have knowledge or she will most likely have knowledge of all of the host and suite of products that are being built out and all of the features that we see on Instagram. That person's level of knowledge, experience, understanding of the product of the company is so valuable that it's like their time has truly been invested into the company to where mm-hmm. that company would would value them yep. uh, in a huge way. So I'm just thinking about that with you at the company. I'm like, man, that's a that's a sweet deal yeah yeah it is it is yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited i'm not yeah. i'm not gonna lie excited That's not only blessing. for the uh the opportunity and the position i'm in but also just kind of for like the mortgage industry mm-hmm. and what role our product plays within the, the mortgage industry mm-hmm. and the kind of the future of it mm-hmm. um mortgage industry is kind of tough right now and people are getting laid off um Getting doing loans is a lot harder right now, mm-hmm. but our our product is helping to kind of you know streamline the process and make it easier for people. So yeah. not only am I excited about the position I, I have with the company, just kind of our our company's kind of growth trajectory as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so let's talk about the product. So yeah. what what is the product? Yeah, yeah. So the product is. Um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. So okay. I, I, I'm gonna explain it like you don't know anything about home lending or anything like okay, that. Okay, you, you talking to me? You talking yeah, yeah. to me? Yeah. <laughs> so um, most people, like I said, they go through this process. Hey, I want to buy a house or I want to refinance my house. You know, they submit a loan application. A loan officer calls them, um, collects documents from them, sends it to a processor, sends it to an underwriter. They may come back, ask for some more documentation. Eventually, you go, you go jump through all these hoops and you say, oh, you're approved for this loan. You can buy this house or you can um, get this cash out do this refinance um, the process is long I think on average um, the process takes about 45 days from start to finish um, and that's if you kind of you got your documentation that's, together man and most folks and most folks that look like us I'm not gonna I don't wanna be stereotypical but um, in, in my experience a lot of people don't have their documentation together yeah they, they can't go get it um, uh, readily like fast or anything like that so the process can be longer than 45 days and so that's where we jump in Uh, we want to streamline this process and make it um, a better experience for for everyone involved Mm -hmm. we want to make it a better experience for the borrower you the better experience for the loan officer for the process the underwriter and all those good things so because i'm thinking even even 45 mm -hmm. days is because i'm sure many people go into it just thinking like oh yeah i'm gonna do this and do that and yeah it's gonna be maybe a week or two weeks but 45 days and then that's if you got your ducks in a row yep Exactly. Yeah. So our our job is, look, we have a software that we plug into people's system mm-hmm. where they can kind of get, you know, underwrite done on their loan in, in less than in 90 seconds. And and, and just to tell you the impact of that, um, being an underwriter, you know, it would take me about 60 minutes to two hours to underwrite a single file. And now we're telling people you can press a button and have it done in 90 seconds. Wow. And so in the state of the mortgage industry, so I remember like at the height of like the, the pandemic, we were in a, like a refi boom, mortgage applications through the roof. Everybody's trying to get in, get in the house or refinance, yes. get some cash out. And so you had like, I'm gonna call it like waiting periods to have your file underwritten. It was like a two week waiting period. So it would take you two weeks before your loan got to somebody's desk for them to do that two hour review. So now we're saying you don't have to wait two weeks for somebody to review your file for two hours. You can yes. now have that done in 90 seconds. That is crazy. And so it's a, it's a game changer for sure. And that's why I said I'm excited not only for the company, but the industry as a yes, whole. Yes, that's because, huge. Because um, there's a lot of people who, who start this mortgage process and, yeah. and get turned off by the, how long it takes. So with my last company, and my last company was a great company, um, and and they're doing a lot of of amazing work, but sometimes people have bad experiences, and it's not because we wanted to do a bad job or we were doing a bad job. Mm -hmm. Just the mortgage process can be difficult and long at times. A lot of documentation, a lot of personal information that a lot of people don't want to share. And so we're now making that process easier for people significantly yeah. like that's a, a, a understatement to say yep. it's been made easier yeah, yeah so. that's incredible so not so 
cut down depending on what's going on cut down first and foremost like even the fastest version of the process it'll cut down an hour worth of work Mm -hmm. to 90 seconds yep and then of course in some instances it could take longer than that hour it could if it was a human doing it, yeah. If I had a self-employed bar with with five businesses and you said they own twenty properties, it may take me like eight hours, you know, ten hours to do that loan. But now I can push a button, still have that same loan done in ninety seconds. So it's not about the complexity of the file anymore. We're yeah. not dependent on humans. We've taught a computer to do what humans do. Yeah. So that that's dope. So us taking the time, um, the underwrite time, cutting that down to ninety seconds. That's just one part of it, mm-hmm. which. Is, is a significant um, part of it. And I think from a user perspective, from a borrower, like when I did my home loan, it's like, hey, if I can get to underwriting a lot faster, then, then great, better experience for me. But we also um, are able, because of how fast we can move, we are now a resource that you can put in the hands of loan officers. Mm-hmm. And so- Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was wondering, I was like, okay, so is this something that, that just, a regular everyday person would just go to your company and use it. Yeah. And I, I was thinking like it has to be something else where your your maybe your customers or your prospects yeah. might not be a person that's looking to get a home loan, but mm. might be someone that works with clientele that yeah. to get loans. And, and so maybe I should have started with this. So um we are a B to B to B business. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um our you our clients are, are mortgage companies, mortgage okay. lenders, and then their clients are the actual borrowers. Yeah. Um but I think when we write our product, when we write our code and we think about our features and what we want to do, we kind of have both things in mind. We have not only our clients of the mortgage companies yeah. and their loan officers process underwriters, but we also have that end user of the actual client yeah right? yeah their their client or their customer yep yeah, so the we, person looking to get the loan yeah so we, we try to keep them both in mind so but for the loan officer like Nate they now have a tool they can just again press a button and they'll know exactly what documentation is needed on that file yeah. and so they can quickly send that list over to their clients and their clients can again send it back and depend on how they're set up they might be able to upload it really quick and we read yeah. the documents so, so you're allowing your uh, clients um, you're allowing them to be significantly more competitive in their market yep. from their from their competition yep. because now they're able to tell their customers or potential customers, hey, mm. our competition is going to take you X amount of time, but with yep. us, this process will be cut down 60 to 90 seconds instead. Yeah, yep. we're, we're shaving. Um, I think I, I told you it takes about 45 days to, mm. uh, to get a loan through. I think yeah. most of our clients get, them, get are getting them through in like 21 days now. Wow. And so that's... You know, that's less that's than 30 days. That is significant. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a game changer yeah. for sure. Especially in a competitive market that, like now where everyone has like higher interest rates. So how do you win this? How do you win the battle for business and things like that? And one way we're telling our clients, is, hey, you can win by being faster than everyone else. Yeah. And you don't have to jeopardize quality. So most people's like, Yo, yeah, exactly. You, you, you go fast, you're gonna yeah. mess up quality. Yeah, Man, you're you're going faster without jeopardizing quality. That's incredible. So we're, we're we're doing amazing work, and we're only getting better. Like we're we're working on a feature right now that I'm I'm over. I'm I'm so excited. Cause yeah, it, I low key want to ask you, yeah. but I'm not sure what all you can share. Yeah, we just got our patent approved, so I I think we're gonna be a little bit more vocal these days. Okay, cool. Um, but our new feature is going after government loans. I I put it like that. We're going okay. after government loans and being um being able to better serve people in that area. So like. Mm-hmm. If you're working, get, yeah. If you're getting some type of government loan, yeah. we'll be able to provide a some ah, type of service. Ah, that's nice. And so, but it, we're, we are doing amazing work. So, man, that sounds like some yeah. really incredible, incredible work. So, so we spoke about we spoke about your customers' competitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all being a newer company, are, I'm assuming there are bigger players in this space. No, we're first to market. What? And so that's that's another thing. <laughs> Bro, no, no. You yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Y'all don't realize how crazy how crazy yeah, the opportunity he has yeah, or, yeah. or what he's doing right now with this company. Can, can you please explain to people yeah. what first to market means? Because that's like, because not only is he at, ah, you go explain it, explain yeah, it. I'm, so I'm tripping first, right now. First to market means that, um, I'm trying to think of an example that people would know. I was going to say Facebook, there was, but there was MySpace. There was that. MySpace. And then was there anything before MySpace? There was something else, but. But was black well what first market means like no one has done what you've done yeah yet. and so you're the first person in in the in the space to actually do this yeah you you, you, so, you, you cre- you're creating yeah. that market you're building you're laying out the foundation of it right, I'm right. trying to think of of a 
a tech company or of a company that so um yeah i don't know i yeah so my mine would maybe been maybe I mean, this isn't perfect i almost want to think like apple creating the first smartphone but that still didn't because yeah. phones already existed yeah no yeah but that but iphone was a game changer yeah though. or or the t- or the, the ipad the ipad but stuff I, like iphone that. was touchscreen though First oh, touch it was, screen. yeah. And, and, so it, and it was all, a huge game changer. Yeah, and so all yeah. phones are like touchscreen now. And yeah. They, and I, Apple was like the first like real competition. Like, yeah. So, yes. yeah, Apple's their touchscreen. And that's that's why Apple market. to this day, that's one of the reasons why to this day yeah. they're the most valuable company yep. in the world. Yep, game changer because yeah. they're the first to do a lot of things. Yeah. And so we are the first company to do what we're doing. That's now, huge. Now, um, I think the company's about three years old. And I jumped in probably at, at, at year after year one. Um, Uber, Uber would probably be a good Uber, example. Uber, they were first to market. They are first to market. So the first company that, that allowed you to download an app and order some type of service. Yeah, there was Taxi Cab. So they built on something else. Yeah, but, but they, they disrupted def- the market yep. with something, and that's what that's what y'all yeah. did and what y'all are doing. And yeah, and so and that, Uber's probably the perfect example too, mm-hmm. because um, before Uber, we just had taxis. That's well, true, Uber yeah. took it to a whole new level and disrupted all that taxi drivers were mad type thing. Oh, pissed. And so, and we have a similar situation. So, like within our industry, we are relying on other like underwriting type of software, mm-hmm. which we leverage that same software. We just take it to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And so, again, disrupting a, a marketplace for sure. But lenders like us though; they they love us. They, they oh, swear yeah. by us type thing. Yeah, because so y'all are incredible. We are. We are. There there are other players in the market now. Yeah, um, but they don't do what we do type oh, thing. Okay. So it's like they they maybe do like a, just a low level, and they they because they're not our clients, they don't know all that we do type thing. Yes, and so they they're only doing what they know to do. So yeah. we um they they have a few years to catch so up with us. Do you? And I'm not sure if you know this or not at your company, but d- does your company uh, do? Does your company have? Sales engineers, I guess at this point, it, like at, at this point, because it doesn't sound like the the suite of of features are so robust that you need a sales engineer. I'm assuming. Yeah. So what we do, um, so we we definitely have a a, a hefty sales team. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and they, and they're able to do a version of a a demo. Yeah, that, they do good de- enough, they yeah. do demos and things like that. Yeah. Um, so we do have a lot of salespeople. A lot of, a lot of them kind of come from the same mortgage industry, mm-hmm. or if they're not mortgage industry, like some type of like software as a service yeah. type type of industry. So yeah, we definitely have them out there doing demos and bringing more clients on and things like yeah. that. So uh, so some people, um, most people don't know this because they think okay, tech salespeople or salespeople at a tech company never demo it's only the sales engineer's job uh mm-hmm. but what kind of like what he's touching on or what we're talking about right now is that most companies especially newer newer company startups as the company is growing they usually will get their tech sales people first mm-hmm. before they would get a sales engineer like you don't bring on a sales engineer until the product is starting to get very complicated mm-hmm. and robust to where okay now you need a person where their primary job is to be a product expert but a product expert in a way that's meant to like demo the product so it makes sense that like there aren't sales engineers yet before the product gets complex other people are doing a version of a demo or a lighter version of a demo like tech sales people or even like people in product yeah so i want to say our our sales people they they may not call themselves sales engineers and you may have to educate me on what exactly mm-hmm. the difference is but what our sales people do is they're out there interfacing with mortgage companies and kind mm-hmm. of setting up calls hey i want to demo this product but then they have to also kind of show all the products of uh, functionality yeah so they have to run like different loan scenarios they have to oh i'm gonna do this and then i'm gonna do this and then watch how the product reacts to it and things like that yeah so they're going through the what i would call robust um demos and yeah. they're showing them all the um, the features that we really like marketed yeah. to to our clients and things like that and get them on board. And then once they're on board, they have some contracts signed and we transition them over to our uh, CSM team mm-hmm. to, to handle the onboarding process and just customer service. Yeah, no, that, that's they're doing this. They, they are doing a sales engineer's job. They're mm-hmm. just also doing the they're doing their tech sales job, too, because mm-hmm. yeah. kind of like what you mentioned, like with the company, one with the company being newer as it's growing, like there are people that are doing multiple roles yep. but this is a good thing because yeah. again these the 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 sales reps at your company as the company grows eventually the company you know lord willing it continues to grow and i believe it it sounds great but mm. as the company grows eventually 
as the product team mm -hmm. is rolling out different features, yeah. the features will start to get, so it'll Very start to be complex. so many different features or compound yeah. to where as the company is hiring on new sales reps, mm -hmm. it's gonna be like, okay, wow, it's gonna take you know, six to nine months for this new sales rep to see. know their job and know how to demo this product. Yep. You know what? We need to now hire sales engineers. We need to split the role up yep. now to where now there are people where their only job is to demo the product. Yep. There's other people that are selling the product. And then, of course, come together on demo calls yep. where the tech salesperson and the sales engineer be on a call. But right now, again, it's such a beautiful place yeah. that, that your company is at with a with great, pro man, it's almost a perfect storm. Great yeah. timing, great product. Yeah, it's a part of your background yep. from what you're already in. Company's first to market. Mm -hmm. You know, you're senior at the company. Yep. It's man. Yeah, God, God, God is, is good. really good. man. He, um, that's beautiful. He, he has been good. So yeah. I'm not even gonna lie about it. I I couldn't lie if I wanted to. Like I I'm definitely blessed. Yeah. And so I'm thankful. Yeah, I mean, but shouts out to you for you know for for obviously working hard for mm -hmm. you having your eyes open and realizing the opportunity mm -hmm. that's there in front of you and you seizing the moment like you taking advantage of that. Yeah. Um, I think that's incredibly good because I think many people again so many people are just trying to get in this space and many mm -hmm. people would be at a startup not realizing the value. Of being at a startup, yeah, and two, many people will be upset that oh man, I, I, I gotta do this job and that job, or they don't have enough yeah. people. But in, it sounds like more so you weren't even just okay, I have extra work to do, you were like, let me even take on other tasks yeah. and other things, yeah. So, I think with so what's different about tech, I think, um, I was talking to someone earlier, is like if you're a hustler, like you can make it in tech, yes, like if you know how to hustle, you know how to grind. You can you you can make it like I made this is like my second career transition. So I started off in education. I okay. love I love you a teacher. Or? Um, I, I worked like at colleges. Like okay. I did like um, what we call student affairs and things like that. Mm -hmm. So you know I worked in admissions for a quick second. Did some academic advising. Um, worked in trio programs. Helped for like first generation low income students. Like I was passionate about it. Yeah. I was good at it. Like I I knew my stuff. Um, loved it, but I wasn't making the money that I wanted to make. Yeah. Um, and so that was that was a struggle for me because you know with, with jobs like that, that are like let's say social work education the these income are things, level, yeah the pay is yeah the pay is not great um, and then people go over and beyond in those type of roles like teachers you know teachers work twelve hour yeah. days like it's crazy I remember a couple years back I, I went to this fundraiser for a teacher they were like doing some type of protest and they talked about how they they're trying to increase the salaries to like forty thousand dollars and yo oh this was gosh, like a few years back 000. it was like y'all trying to get up to forty thousand and these are the people that work like 12 to 14 hour days and things like that and so i say all that to say like look there are some people who just grind at work teachers are yeah. a perfect example they grind they put in all the extra hours but they don't get the extra work the extra money on top of it yeah so i went from education to working in mortgage and so it was like, oh, so and one of my main reasons for transitioning was like, look, I work harder, I get paid more money. Yeah. And so I love mortgage. And I still love mortgage to this day, but that's why I'm just still in mortgage with bonus. Still in mortgage with tech mortgage tech. You yeah. still get the money, but then like being in tech is like, all right, because I'm in a smaller company and I didn't come in just aiming to do the the bare minimum, because I, I have this this nature to go over and beyond because I have this background in education, mm -hmm. this going over and beyond in a small setting, um, like paid out, like, cause I was a hustler, because I grinded, cause I did all these things, it, it put me in a better position for mm -hmm. sure. And so I, I, one of my big things for anyone who has a hard work ethic, like working hard in the tech industry will pay off. You can't be lazy. Um, lazy, you're not going to survive very long. You could do the bare minimum, and I don't think doing the bare minimum is lazy per se, yeah. but you could do the bare minimum, do your job, do it halfway decent, and keep your job. But if you grind and go over and beyond, you're not only going to do your job well, you're going to learn a lot, you're going to be given more opportunities, um, and you're going to you're gonna make a good life and career for yourself, for sure. That's good. So, so what what is your plan as far as you can see. Yeah, yeah. So my, my immediate plan is, like, if my wife becomes a billionaire, I'll be a stay-at-home husband. I'm um, dead. I am I'm dead. A, I'm going to drop off the kids every day at school. And, <laughs> You'll and, be cooking and right. cleaning. So that's that's the real plan. So shout-out to my wife. Um, but I think long-term, like, 
I'm in. I'm going to be in the mortgage space. Yeah. Um, long term, like that's. that's yeah, I mean, you change. gang gang up in there. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'm. I'm gonna stay there. Um, and I, I like the technology side of the house. Yeah. A, a lot more. But such a beautiful merger. Yeah. yeah. Such a. I, I love it so much when there's a merger. In there's a merger in tech with another industry. Mm-hmm. That's that's a, a, a good income industry. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know whether we're talking fintech or we're talking you know which is financial technology mm-hmm. or we're talking um health tech or, or yep. tech health you know the healthcare industry is making good money in tech it's like man the opportunities yeah. are just incredible and, and some people i don't think they see the opportunity in front of them they might look at their current jobs like oh how do i transition in tech i was thinking about it like if say if you work in the service industry mm-hmm. and you're thinking like i'm a waiter or i i, I work at mcdonald's i just ring people up and it's like oh, i want to do tech i don't know how i'm gonna do it um we, we just happen to be in atlanta and I was driving on the freeway the way here. I passed this big building with these letters NCR on top of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, NCR, if, yeah. Yeah, anybody knows what NCR is, but if you work in the service industry and you're looking to transition to tech, I will look up NCR. Reason being, because all, all your service industry, your McDonald's, I don't know if McDonald's uses them, but yeah, say Fridays, they use some type of touchscreen to take orders. Yeah. Uh, you ring your, your credit card through a touchscreen. People don't realize all this stuff is tech. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you know, as a you've you've been a user of their technology. Mm-hmm. You've used their their touch screens to take orders, to pay people, and all these great things. You probably have some type of advice for how they can make their product better. Yes, you probably that's know true. you have things that you're like, oh, this yeah. is stupid. Why is this? Why is that? Exactly. Yeah. And so those are part of like your your um, your interview process. You're like, like a lot of, in product management is like, hey. Um, tell us about a product that you don't like or you can make better type thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I've been working at McDonald's for 15 years and we have these touch screens that, that are not useful. They need to do this, do, do this, do this, and they'll have better experience. Like, look, you're starting that conversation of transitioning to tech because you've used tech. You know how to make this tech better to make it a better user experience for your not only service staff, but also the clients at the same time. So tech is all around us. You just use whatever industry you're in. Look for the tech around you and say, hey, this is the tech that I'm using now. This is how we can make it better. What type of companies provide this type of um, technology, software, something like that? And like, how do I make that transition? You know, so tech is all around us. And more often than not, people aren't realizing how, like, the world isn't becoming techie. The world is technology. Like, we live mm-hmm. in, a, in a technological world. And it's only becoming more of that. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, of course, in my heart of hearts, I'm trying to educate people, show people more about what's happening in space. The whole purpose of tech is the new black is it's like a double, triple entendre where one, the term something being the new black comes from the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. It means, hey, this is the this is the new style. This mm-hmm. is the new color, the new thing that everyone should pay attention to. So mm-hmm. the whole idea is, hey, tech is the new black. Like this is the industry that mm-hmm. everyone should be paying attention to, whether or not yeah. you want to be in tech. To some degree, you need to be aware of what's going on. But the other notion of this being this being um, the new black is also kind of in reference to in our community where mm. we say like, oh, that's not black. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you don't talk black or mm-hmm. oh, you don't dress black or this yeah. isn't black. And it's like, oh, this is the new black. Like mm-hmm. whatever you think black was, this is the new black. Yep. And this is really what it's about. And so with this being an industry and a space that I think like more people should know about and you kind of gave some really good advice as to how people can find ways to see what would be like a good fit for them in the mm-hmm. in the space. What do you think about, I guess, believers being in tech? Because yeah. one of the things we, we see with, uh, with different believers are that they think everything is uh everything's antichrist or everything is like oh man that, that what's that weird tech what's this what's meta that's demonic what's yeah. what's all these different things and it's it's always the people that are I hate to say it but it's always the people that are not in this space and that are ignorant mm. they're completely ignorant and so because of that they make claims instead of them seeing the opportunity of how they can leverage the tech I mean shoot mm. let let's dial it back let's not even talk about mm. advanced technology let's just talk about how late many um, churches or ministries were to even social media. You know, mm-hmm. let's talk about how late they were to 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 using YouTube and leveraging yeah. all these other things. And now they're they're trying to catch up to this stuff. Yeah. But now we're entering into uh, into uh, I, I forget what 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 the, the the term is, but it's basically like the third wave of the internet, mm-hmm. where we're you know obviously Meta and other things. But now the internet is evolving. Yeah. Another what is it Web three point Yeah, Web three Thank yeah, you, yeah. Web three 
where it's like we're entering the 3.0 phase mm-hmm. and now again the people who either aren't in this space yeah they're looking at it and they're like what's this new stuff it's demonic but it's like everyone yeah. said that when it was 2.0 everyone said that when internet first yeah, was yeah. introduced so i guess what are your thoughts or what message would you have for people that are believers or just are people who are like yeah. ah what's all that stuff i shouldn't mess with it yeah well well a couple things first off if we're talking to believers um, church tech is a big space right now, and so if you've been in ministry for a while and um, you, f- you felt your ministry lacking, there's an opportunity for you guys to leverage technology and, and media and stuff like that to grow your ministry. Um, I think how I came to know you was a lot had a lot to do with like church tech and ministry oh, and, wow. and things like that, and so it's like um, there, there's an opportunity for for believers out there to learn new things yeah. to advance the gospel. Yeah. Uh, we can leverage technology to um, advance the gospel a lot. So I, I wouldn't shy away from it um, just because it's a new thing and things like that. You, yeah. Um, you know, God created, he inspired people to create things yeah. so that they can be used for his good. Um, and there, there are going to be things that are going to be used for negative and not everything's going to be all, yeah, definitely. Uh, all good and great. But, you know, you can leverage technology and things like that to still accomplish the will of God. Yes. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing is um, I think Christ called us to, to not be of the world, um, mm-hmm. which is a real thing. Like you don't want to be of the world, but we're still placed in this world. Yes. And so I think Christ has also called believers to be in different spaces. Mm-hmm. We're not just going to be in the church walls um, 24-7, 365. Mm-hmm. We're going to be out and at work on some days, in school some days, uh, in the tech space some days. Yeah. And so Christ needs us there just like he needs us yeah. anywhere else. Because we're going to be in those spaces more than we're going to be right. in church walls. Exactly, exactly. And so if some somebody's going to be there in those spaces, mm-hmm. and why not have a believer there? Yeah. Why not have somebody of... Of strong, strong character, strong morals, um, who who understands empathy and things like that. Those are those are characteristics a lot of people in um, in the tech space. You know, we talk about empathy. We talk about um, understanding users, uh, understanding their experiences, and wanting to provide value and meet their needs. Mm -hmm. That's very Christ-like to me. Yeah, Um, being valuable to people and their needs. Like tech spaces. it's not demonic. It's it's not something to to run away from. It's, it's something to um to learn. Yeah. To 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 own and 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 to dominate as much as possible. And if for no other reason to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, it's a, a great opportunity that more believers should look into for sure. I think about Paul when uh, I forget where he was at, but I think about the passage where. He was preaching. He was he was in a he was in a in a place where people didn't know about Jesus, mm-hmm. and there was a bunch of idol worship going on. He was preaching Jesus, and the people there asked. They mm-hmm. said, "Well, they said, who is this this God you talk about?" Right. And then the Bible says, like Paul looked around, and in this place they had a bunch of different gods, mm-hmm. and they had they had so many gods. They had a plaque where they didn't have a statue. It was just a plaque, and it said on that plaque it read the, for the forgotten God, because mm-hmm. basically saying like. That nation, they wanted to make sure they gave reference to every God. They didn't mm. want to. They didn't want to offend a God. Yeah, so they <laughs> made a plaque. They said, "Hey, if there are any gods we've we forgotten about, about yep. we made this plaque so that way, as our way to like show love to you." Mm-hmm. And Paul, being wise, knowing their customs, knowing how they operated, he looked around. He saw that plaque and said, "I'm talking to you about." about the God that you haven't acknowledged, this God. Mm-hmm. And then he preached off he preached off of that. He used their own their own practices and their mm-hmm. own customs mm-hmm. as a springboard to preach about God. Right. And so I just I thought about that as you were talking and it's like mm-hmm. I, I that's something that we need to realize that mm-hmm. that we can use these systems, these technology, whether we're working in tech or we're creating technology, mm-hmm. we can use it as a way to bring love and ultimately bring mm-hmm. Jesus to the world. Right. Yeah, the, the 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 world has changed. You know, no longer do we have to depend on, you know, people walking by foot from city to city to, mm-hmm. to give the gospel message. You know, you got social media and, and things like that. That's that's technology. Yeah, it's all tech. And so um, tech tech is a good thing. Tech can do a lot for, for our, our Christian faith, for yeah. sure. And so yeah. I, I stand behind it. I, I know in, within ministry, 
Um, I know my area I always focused on is video production and, yeah. and, and, and audio. That's that's my space within ministry, mm-hmm. and I'm all about you know making sure that the the, the gospel message is clear yeah. and gets to as many people as possible. That's lit, and man. So and that I leverage technology to, to make that happen. That's so. lit. I'm I'm here for it, man. So, mm-hmm. uh, man. So we uh, we got to wrap up, but want to yeah. make sure that uh, first and foremost that that you let the people know where they can find you, what social platforms they can find yeah. you. And, man, please lead the people with, with a message that's on your heart to make sure whatever it is you wanted to convey on here that you get to convey it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I am on Instagram, uh, JokesMBA. Um, kind of been, like, off of it for, like, a year now, just focusing on, on myself and my family. Yeah. But uh, Instagram, JokesMBA, I'm, I'm active on LinkedIn. Um, so you just look up Jamie Jokes on, on LinkedIn, and I'm there. Um, the message I would want to leave people, um, I know when I transition to tech, um, or, you know, some people like when you transition tech, you transition to money a little bit. I like to think I was making a decent dollar before I got here, but yeah. you, you make a, a solid wage in um, technology. And I think for a lot of black people, it's like your first time getting into some real money. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you feel indebted to the people that hired you and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel worthy all the time. Mm, yeah. Uh, a lot of, it's, it's an imposter syndrome for sure. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you now you hear and you, you rubbing shoulders with a lot of people who are very smart as well, mm-hmm. um, making a lot of money as well. And, and you start to doubt yourself a little bit. I think Maya Angelou and, and Albert Einstein dealt with the same exact thing. Yeah. Um, you know, they were very talented, very successful yeah, crazy. People, and they but they still doubted, doubted themselves. themselves. They, they, they dealt with this, like, imposter syndrome. And I feel yeah. like I, I've dealt with that um, at times. But I think if I had to leave people with a message is that um, you're talented um, and you're definitely capable and you belong in this space. Yeah. Um, this, this is a space where any, anybody can jump in here and be successful. Um, you will have your days that you doubt yourself and your, your abilities, but know that you're capable and know that just not anybody is getting here. Um, the talented will survive and be yes. successful. So if you have a little bit of talent, that's like you have a little bit of faith and you, and you, yeah. you work hard, you, you will survive and you will be successful. Yeah. And so, yeah. I'm here for it. Good. And thank you so much for coming no on, dude. Man, this is no this is a, definitely a blessing for me. Uh, and I thank all of y'all for tuning in to this episode of Tech is the New Black. Look, y'all, please let us know what it is that you enjoyed about this episode, what it is that you enjoyed from our guests talking about product management, uh, as well as uh, working in tech with also within the mortgage space. Uh, Let us know some of the insights that you have, things that you want to see us do differently next time. Maybe even other guests you might want us to have on or if you want us to bring our guests, uh, our guests back. Uh, Aside from that, y'all. You know, of course, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff, because as we know, we got to feed the algorithm. So that way you can make sure you're not missing anything else that we're dropping with any future guests. Uh, but to take it a step further, so that way you can be used to help spread the message. So literally just by you liking, just you liking things helps give it more exposure to where it can be shared and help other people and educate other people about what's in this space. But aside from that, y'all be blessed. We'll see y'all in the next episode.